Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Second Timothy 2. Be strong. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust these to faithful men, who will be able to teach others also. Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. Also, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not win the prize unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer ought to be the first to receive his share of the crops. Consider what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, descendant of David, according to my gospel, for which I suffer hardship, even to imprisonment as a criminal. But the word of God is not imprisoned. For this reason, I endure all things for the sake of those who are chosen, so that they also may obtain the salvation, which is in Christ Jesus, and with it, eternal glory. It is a trustworthy statement. For if he died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. An unashamed workman. Remind them of these things and solemnly charge them in the presence of God not to wrangle about words, which is useless and leads to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. But avoid worldly and empty chatter, for it will lead to further ungodliness, and their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them 
Barhymenaeus, and Philetus, men who have gone astray from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already taken place, and they upset the faith of some. Nevertheless, the firm foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and everyone who names the name of the Lord is to abstain from wickedness. Now, in a large house, there are not only gold and silver vessels, but also vessels of wood and of earthenware, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from these things, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified, useful to the master, prepared for every good work. Now flee from youthful lust and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace for those who call on the Lord from a pure heart, but refuse foolish and ignorant speculations, knowing that they produce quarrels. The Lord's bondservant must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to all, able to teach, patient when wronged, with gentleness correcting those who are in opposition. If perhaps God may grant them repentance, leading to the knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. There is so much in uh, this letter to Timothy, um, especially in this scripture right here. First of all, understanding that Paul is writing to Timothy. And if you remember, Paul was not one of the original 12. Uh, Paul joined up with them after he had his encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus when he was blinded. um, And then Jesus asked, "What, what are you doing? Why are you doing these things to me? What have I done to you to deserve this? And so after that moment, Paul, um, it took a little time, but he became a part of the um, the group of disciples that were going and spreading the good news. So he, he buddied up with them, and then they didn't always just stay together. There were times that they were together, and there were times that they were separate because dividing helps to multiply more quickly. But anyways, Paul wrote this letter to Timothy. So again, Timothy, not one of the original 12. Timothy, who is a disciple of Paul's, as Paul is pointing him to Jesus. So we're looking at this from a level of not a first witness, but a third witness. I mean... Paul really was a first witness, but it's a little bit different because it was after, after the cross. It was after he was resurrected from the dead that Paul came to know Jesus. So um, you you can count Paul as a second witness. And then Timothy definitely is a third. So Paul is writing to someone who is After Paul's personal experience, he's leading someone else. And he's telling them, you need to present yourself as a good, hard workman. You need to be uh, diligent in what you're doing. But he gives them some really great warnings like, do not, do not argue. Do not, do not argue. Do it without showing compassionate. If you're going to have a disagreement with someone, be compassionate with your conversation. 
Uh, otherwise, it's just all going to be wasted. Don't, don't fall to these tricks of just arguing for argument's sake. And he also says to um, make sure that you, you, in order for you to be effective, he's not saying perfect. He said effective. You must do your best. And he says that with the word diligently. So you must diligently try to keep your uh, behavior within the parameters of the law. Saying it's if you're living your life, and in fact, I know plenty of people like this, and I used to be like this. Oh my goodness, I was one of the chief sinners here. I was completely just guilty of having one behavior in public and a whole nother one in private. So um, people could see on the outside my righteousness, but they wouldn't be able to see that I truly was living an ungodly life. And there's so many people who do that. Um, that's extremely stereotypical of Christians is that hypocrisy. So he, he says, Paul says to Timothy, you can't do that. You can't live a double life. You have to make that decision. If you're going to be a follower of Christ, in order for you to be effective, you have to do your best to keep your life within those, those boundaries of the law. The problem is, in today's Christianity, they've gotten rid of, they've, they've grayed out the area. Instead of it being so black and white, they've made it more of a gray area of what that law is. And because of that, it's harder to follow. So Jesus came to get rid of the curse of man's law that he added to God's perfect and freedom-giving law. And he didn't, Jesus did not come to get rid of God's law. He came to show us how to follow God's law and to break the curse of man's law. So when Paul's talking to Timothy, he says, you need to make sure you maintain God's law. It's easy. It's easy. Just do it. And we're going to mess up, but be diligent to make those corrections. When you mess up, realize you have to repent. You have to take it to God and you have to ask for forgiveness. But then get up, sin no more, and move on. That's how you're supposed to live as a fruitful, effective Christian. When people see that you say one thing and you do something completely differently, you are weakening God's word. And it's not that God's word can actually be weakened in itself. But your behaviors are making other people perceive that if you're a follower of God and you don't even keep it, why should I? You don't even take it seriously. Why should I? So make sure that all those things that Paul said to Timothy, just realize that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be seeking after him. We're supposed to be pursuing truth at all times and diligently trying to live a perfect life, knowing that we'll mess up, but also knowing that he'll forgive us when we do. So continue to press on. Continue to uh, do the work so that other people, and that's what he said here too, you're doing it so that other people can 
be more effective in doing the good work. So it's handed from generation to, to generation. That has nothing to do with age here. I'm talking spiritual generations of a, a seasoned, experienced Christ follower to a newborn believer. So, Father, thank you that you've got this perfectly set up. And um, I'm sorry for the times that I've messed it up. You made a perfect system to follow. And I've made mistakes and shown people, uh, said one thing and lived something completely differently. And um, again, I repent of that and ask for forgiveness. And I'm thankful that you ha- you do forgive and you have forgiven me for that. And Father, I pray that my life can be an example, can be a light, can be something that people can look at and and understand that not that they want to be like me, but that they want to know you. That's what I want people to see when they look at my life is that you are an awesome, amazing, good, faithful, giving, protective, loving God, and that they could come to you knowing that you will wrap them up in their arms. Thank you for this. Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.